Good morning, and welcome to the Restoring the Farmstead podcast. This is Larry, and today is April 16th, 2015, and we have episode 13 today. So welcome, everybody. It's been a little while since I recorded a podcast, actually going back, I think, to March 27th. Um, My only excuse is things have been pretty busy, pretty active, and I have been under the weather for two and a half weeks. So hopefully I won't cough too much during this podcast. (coughs) Of course, now that I said that, I had to cough. But I've been fighting a respiratory infection, was on antibiotics for about a week. Um, I'm not sure if this is kind of a leftover from when I had the flu way back uh, at Christmas time, or if it's just something new that I picked up, but it beat me up pretty good. Uh, Missed a couple of days of work in there, came back, but probably shouldn't have. I just felt very run down, and that just kind of, uh, uh, I lost the motivation for for a little bit on trying to get anything recorded, because talking very much really hurt. So, anyway, giving an update today, uh, kind of looking back over half the month, The first thing, I guess, is the big activity continues to be uh, the goats. Uh, Dawn's been going up there nearly every day, sometimes missing a day, but checking on them, working on them, getting them to be comfortable and friendly. We do have collars on two or, I guess, two of the goats. Uh, We've got one on um, Princess, uh, our little uh, baby black goat, and then on Rudy Toot Toot, which is the uh, the oldest goat, probably about two years old, and she doesn't have any horns. Uh, those are the two that are the the most comfortable with us. So we were able to get some collars on them, and we have a leash. And uh, pretty soon, going to be starting to lead them around and see how that goes. I understand also from Dawn that. Uh, uh, princess got out of the pen and kind of looked around, and if it wasn't for the fact that she had a collar on, may not have gotten back into the pen. Uh, she was interested in checking the rest of the world out. Uh, so I guess maybe that's a sign that it's definitely time to get the other fence uh, up, the electric fence going uh, through the area, uh, and having a, a separate goat gate that would um, that we can leave open that goes into the the larger pasture area, pasture and, and wooded area. But they've been a lot of fun and we had we've had I think now all the grandkids have been up to to see the goats. I believe last time I was talking also about that Frank had returned. Frank our our neutered male cat and apparently he's taken off on an hopefully another adventure. Hopefully he doesn't stay away as long that he gets so thin and that he does come back, but he's been gone for a few days, and I know that's that, that bothers, uh, well, it bothers all of us, because we really like him. He's a very warm and friendly uh, cat, so he he's out and about, I guess. Uh, tractor updates, still have not been able to get the John Deere 4020 propane started. My cousin Don happened to stop by the farm when we were there, and he took a look at it, and everything was looking fine to him. The only thing you could think of was getting a replacement diaphragm uh, in the heat exchanger on the propane line. It's the last, um, it's the last, uh, I guess you would call it, you know, uh, 
part where the, the fuel goes through before it goes into the cylinders. And uh, not having any luck, tried it uh, with him there with no success. I called up the local John Deere place to see how much to get just one of those diaphragms. And they only sell it in a, a larger kit for 300 bucks, And it's like, I don't think I'm ready to try that yet because I'm not fully convinced that there's a problem you know, with the diaphragm. So uh, probably going to have to pull that tractor out. Uh, this weekend so I can get the other tractors out and move some other things out and about. We need to empty out the machine shed so there's more working room now that we're um, halfway through the month of April. Uh, did get the two of the mowers out. Um, one mower I used, it's the it's our Poulin one. It's kind of what I call of the three lawn mowers. It's the middle one and did a good bit of mowing around the the, the the farmstead area. Uh, the other one uh, that I was working on was uh, an older Simplicity that we picked up a couple of years ago, and it is not wanting to start. There's fuel coming into it. There's plenty of spark, and it just it's as if, as if there's no spark going on. So I'm not sure what the deal is. Um, but that one's going to take a little bit more time. It was out of commission before there was a, a bad pulley underneath for the belts, and so I got a new pulley on it, and I'd like to get it going because that's a that's a nice one with a tight turning radius for working around bushes or around the house. Uh, the third mower is the one that needs to have some major work done on the engine, and I just haven't uh, set aside the money or the time to, to do anything with it. That's a John Deere 400 lawn tractor that has a five foot uh, uh, cutting deck. Let's see, we did have a nice fun time up at the farm on Easter. Uh, we had, um, uh, after everybody had had their different dinners at noon, at four o'clock we all met up at the farm. We had a big Easter egg hunt with I think over 300 eggs scattered all around the farmstead and then we had of course we played with the goats and got a lot of pictures of all the different grandkids uh, feeding them and then we had a wiener roast out near the pond which was a lot of fun so it was a good time uh, it was a good time had by all that was able to make it there uh, things coming up let's see um Saturday, my plans are to go up and move the bees. Uh, they're still uh, on the south side of the chicken house, and I'm looking at moving them in either into one or possibly two positions. Um, I, there's eight hives surviving. I'm wanting to do some hive splits uh, later this month, and hopefully I can get a, an even split out of each one if they're built up enough. So that would bump me from 8 hives to 16 hives. Um, I've got feeders. <sighs> I think I have 10 uh, top-of-the-hive feeders. And I, you know, I, I want to get them going with uh, a lot of sugar water to help them build up once we do the split. Uh, we had we had a nice uh, at our bee club meeting this past Monday with the Crossroads Beekeepers. Don Bennett from down in Wayne City, Illinois, he came up. Uh, he is rapidly growing his apiary. Uh, I think he's he's over 200 hives now. Uh, 
and he was talking about splitting hives and several different methods and how there's not one perfect one, but there's several different ways of of doing it. And it really is the best one to use is the one that seems to to be the best for that particular hive at that particular time. So picked up some different tips from him, so I'm hoping to split my hives uh, later this month. Uh, also, another reason for moving them is we're going to be having the uh, bee school that's associated with the Crossroads Beekeepers coming up to the farm on Sunday afternoon in two different shifts, and we're going to be doing a field day where they get to you know suit up, come up there, get into the hive, see what a live working hive looks like. Uh, you can show pictures and PowerPoints and talk till you're blue in the face, but there's there's nothing quite like getting into a beehive for the first time to actually see, ah, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that looks like. Now I get it. So we're going to be having, we'll see how many people show up. There's uh, There was 50, over 50 people in the bee school. I don't think everybody's going to be able to attend, but it, it does look like it's. Uh, we should hopefully have a good turnout. And it'll be a fun time for everybody. Um, so I want to move the hives, uh, get that working better. And then uh, also relay to beekeeping on Saturday. I think the whole family's going in different directions. Um, my son Aaron, he is uh, taking uh, retaking the ACT test to try to get a little bit of a better placement or a better score for a scholarship he's shooting for. My daughter, uh, she's going to a band competition for concert band. Um, I'm not sure what Dawn's doing, but I'm going to be going over to Greenville, Illinois. They have a self-reliance, uh, self-sufficiency, sustainability conference over there that is coordinated or put on by uh, the publishers of the Owl Creek Gazette. Or Owl Creek Journal, one of the two. I think it's Owl Creek Gazette. Anyway, they're going to be over there in uh, Greenville. And uh, I'm going to be one of three uh, beekeepers in the afternoon doing a forum on sustainability and beekeeping. So that should be kind of fun. You know, taking questions a little bit off the cuff. We'll have the opportunity to talk about each of our bee clubs as well as what we do in our outlook on sustainability. So lots of things that have been happening. Uh, got some fun things that's going to be coming up, uh, all centering around the farmstead and building it up. Um, so I'm getting ready to head into work this morning, not making the podcast at the farm, but just doing it at the beginning of the day. And so hopefully I'll have this up on the the website for your, your listening pleasures very soon. So if you do have any questions or comments that you'd like to make, go out to our Facebook page. We've been sticking some different pictures of the goats out there, some other pictures from the farmstead. Uh, my wife took a really nice picture from the other day when we had a grandson up there and he was fishing and the, the reflection on the pond was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so go out to our Facebook page, just type in Restoring the Farmstead, and it should pop up. Um, but leave a comment there. We check that on a regular basis and would be glad to, to hear what you think about the cast as well as uh, any questions or, or thoughts you'd like to share. So with that all said, I will bid you adieu and have a great day and God bless.